Hi there, this is Winston Male, and I welcome you to Transparency Talks, a podcast from the Center for Collaborative Investigative Journalism, CCIJ. In the podcast, which focuses on issues of truth, transparency, trust, and the people within the CCIJ community, we speak to journalists from different parts of the world. We bring you this podcast during a time when journalists and the very notion of truth are under attack around the world. And the CCIJ believes that hearing these stories from different journalists and their experiences will help people connect with their journalists and be open to the work and gain a sense of their community's rich diversity. And our guest today is Nengi Nelson. Uh, she's a photographer and a filmmaker from Nigeria. So welcome to the podcast, Nengi, and uh, how has been your day today? Thank you so much, Winston. It is very lovely to be here again. This is the second time I'm doing a podcast with you, and the first time was really exciting, so I'm expecting this to be equally exciting. Um, it's been quite a long day today, honestly, but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm excited to be here. Perfect. Now, like I said in the introduction, this podcast, you know, we, we just in, uh, talk to journalists from different parts of the world, mainly those who are um, uh, a part of the CCIJ community and, of yeah. course, other journalists worldwide. And um, we just want to get to know each other, you know. So uh, let me start from the beginning. Um, I've introduced you as a photographer and filmmaker. Did you always want to take that route? Uh, what really happened? <laughs> Actually, no. I didn't always start out as a photographer. I had, like, a pivot. I would call it. Um, I was actually going to school for to become a doctor. <laughs> so I was doing a pre-degree, a pre-med degree in biology. But then while I was studying that, I met a photographer and that just sort of like changed things for me. And at the time, my really close friend was um, a filmmaker here in Nigeria. And so I, all of that sort of sparked my interest in um, documentation I had already been that one friend that pe I would take photos of people and I'd get really good recommendations. And people always just felt like maybe I should explore this. But meeting that um, wildlife photographer sort of like really exposed me to photography professionally. So that was when I started delving into it. And this was in like 20, 2012. Uh, what was the reaction like from, I mean, family members? Because, I mean, maybe they'd accepted that you are, you, you know, you, you are taking a certain, a certain route, you are a certain career path. Then suddenly you, they saw you doing something completely different. Funny enough, it was actually very well received in my family. Cause I, and I think it was easier because my dad has a very like artistic side even though growing up i didn't really get to experience that side of him but it was just through his music but he had explored photography at some point in his life even recently no not very much recently but like in 2016 my mother actually sent me an old um german camera that he had had so it, they, it didn't take so much convincing like it was just something i mostly because i started it off when I'd like moved and started living on my own. So it wasn't like they had to like physically experience me exploring it. So it was something I did on my own. And then they started um, sort of engaging with my work and seeing like the places it was going to and the ways it was changing me and the conversations I was having and all of that. So I think it kind of opened them to it more easily. All right, great. Now, 
looking back over the years since the time you you know um you you started to get interested in, in in photography looking back over the years um what have you learned so far about your work as a photographer and a filmmaker um i've learned a lot of things honestly um i would say the one thing that um kind of like stuck with me in um, being a creative and telling stories is um first of all to always let go of my preconceived notions when it comes to storytelling it would be like it is always important to allow the story sort of like give itself life as opposed to me trying to control it every time because when i first started out i always felt like like i always felt like the director of every story yes there's that there's a point where okay you're telling a story and you kind of want it to go in that way when you're being like creative or something but like when it comes to like especially when i started ex exploring documentary it was like the truth became very important to me as a storyteller, it was always allowing the story to have its own life and then just growing with it and allowing it shape me as an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, can you shed more light uh, on why you think it's important to allow the story to tell itself other than maybe for the, for the journalist to try to stick to what they think the story is? Because as, as journalists, I, I personally feel like it is my duty to tell the truth um we are currently living in times where the truth is always being um like the truth is almost very malleable you can literally bend it in any way and then to sort of like feed a particular agenda there's almost always an agenda that's being that's being thrown so it is very important that there's someone being honest and being unbiased with the truth and i like to think that i am that person so it's very important for me to tell the truth and it's something that i apply even in my personal life like I always try to be as truthful as possible. So it, I definitely carry that into my work as well, telling the truth. Because then I feel like it is it is then when um, my my audience connects better with the story. And then imagine going and telling a story about a particular place and then someone from that place reads it and doesn't feel in any way connected to it because you have twisted the story to suit your own narrative. I feel like that's, that's in itself is a disrespect to the community that you are documenting and i wouldn't want to ever disrespect communities okay uh, how hard or easy is it i mean to 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 let the story tell itself because um from the your explanation um i mean it's something 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 interesting where you you are aging journalist uh to say well let the story tell itself just follow the, the flow, the, the direction that the story is, take, is taking. How hard or easy is it to take such kind of an approach? I'm not gonna lie, when I first started, it was quite hard because as, as a creative in, on the one side, before even being a journalist or even being a filmmaker, you're, you're a creative person, right? And sometimes your, your creativity steps in and you want a story to go a certain way. It's like, first of all, visually, you want to sort of, you're sometimes focused on just the visual aspect of the story that you forget that each visual is a representation of a truth and the representation of a story on, on it, in itself. And it's an, like each person who, inter who interacts with that visual interprets it in a particular way, sometimes opposite to what you, what you intended to do, right? So for me, um, 
it was always very important. Like initially when I started out, it was more, I was more visual focused. It was like, oh, it had to be a certain way, even if that certain way did not necessarily fit the story. But as I grew and I understood um, sort of what stand I wanted to take as a, as, a, as a storyteller, I understood that it was more important. And even though I was focusing on things visually, like the visuals needed to match the story that I was telling. Okay, great. And now, uh, how many stories or projects do you work on at a certain given time? Um, right now, uh, for this year, I'm taking it a bit slow because I'm exploring more um, filmmaking. So I'm doing more writing. So in terms of photography projects, I've only done more um, more um, documentary, paid documentary projects as opposed to personal projects. But I have few in the works that I'm sort of developing and I'm taking my time with it. All right, great. And then um, I believe you, you enjoy your work. And uh, what's the best thing about your job so far? Um, I, um, honestly, it will be the interactions. It will be meeting new people and um, just really interacting with human beings and, and hearing multiple perspectives to one, to one issue, to one story. I think that's the one thing I really, really enjoy. And then just that opportunity to learn from people and also impacts people. That's that's definitely one thing that I enjoy. Well, uh, I will sort of flip the coin. Okay, well, I will turn this, the question that I asked you previously, the other way around. What's the very worst thing about your job, if, if, if ever <laughs> there is any? <laughs> um, so if you had asked me this before I went on this CCIG project, I wouldn't have had any worst thing to share. But, um, okay, let's say in, on the um, commercial side of photography, I think the, the worst thing would be dealing with um, stubborn clients and people who are very, who are not very receptive to, or people who come and they say, okay, we want you to shoot like somebody else. There are, there are people that they know that you have a style of shooting, but then they come and they want that. But then after doing the CCIG project, I think the, the worst thing that would have happened to me as a, as, as a journalist in that sense would be... Um, would be falling sick on a project <laughs> and it's like the project actually making me sick <laughs> so that was yeah because when I did the water project I had to stay in the community for like um, a few like I, I, I kept going for weekends like almost every weekend for like four different weekends I was going to the community and then staying there as well so I think the water I got some um, waterborne disease and I felt really ill so it wasn't it wasn't a really beautiful experience I would say oh sorry about that uh, now now you happen to be uh, you know a, a member of the CCIJ community like you put it so how has your membership of the community impacted your your career so far um the one thing I really like about CCIJ is that I really um like I like the newsletters. <laughs> I read them a lot. They are very, very informative. And it is just a, it's a, like one thing I noticed about CCIJ is that I think that really making the effort to tell original stories. And that's something that really, really drew me to them. Because before the grants, I had taken some time to read some of the stories that have been published on um, the website. And I found that I found that they were they were telling really, really original stories. So that's the one thing I, I love about CCI. All right, great. Now, now, looking back at all these years you have spent in journalism and photography, uh, the ups and downs, would you recommend this job to others, really? <laughs> 
Do you want the honest truth? <laughs> uh i don't know to be honest um see i feel like journalism on its own it's it's a passion project it's a passion work it's something that you have to do passionately you need to be really really connected to it because i know that there are times i've sat down and i'm like hmm do i really still want to do this thing but it's the it's the passion for telling stories and to be honest i know that personally i still have a lot of growing to do in terms of my storytelling and i think that that's the one thing that still keeps me going is the thought that oh if I tell this one more story, I'm definitely going to tell it bit better than I, how I told the last one because I would have learned something from the last one that would impact this one. Like um, like now, with when I did the CCIG project, the one thing I learned that I'm going to really, really, um, really hold to heart is this, um, first of all, when you go into a community, respecting that community, like I've, I've experienced it and I've explored it before, but I think this time, this was the first time I was really immersing myself in terms of sleeping in a community and all of that and that sort of opened a different avenue for me to connect with my my um subjects and connect to the story that i was telling so that's something that i'll take into the next project i'm going to do and it's going to i know that it would definitely affect that project differently so it's i, I it's that constant knowledge and that's where passion comes in right when you really connect to something it's like that idea that you're going to grow when you do the next one and the next one and the next one that's what honestly keeps me going but there, there are beautiful opportunities in in journalism. There's so much stories to tell, and I, I honestly would 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 recommend. I would recommend 100. percent All right, great. Now, um, as we come towards the end of the the interview, uh, is there anything that maybe we haven't touched on that you'd like to tell our listener out there? Um, if you're listening and you're a budding photographer, filmmaker, or anything. I will tell you, first of all, that you should definitely sign up to CCIG's newsletters and should check out some of my work. And if if this is definitely a route that you want to go to, you need to take the time to really understand what it means to tell stories of people. That would, that would really help you a lot. Okay, great. Now, talking about your work, um, how can our listener find you? I mean, where are you active on social media or... Um, you can check out my Instagram. You can check out my website. I share a lot of my, I share the full body projects on my websites more. I just need leave snippets on my website. I'm actually having an exhibition soon in November. It's on this project that I did called On That Bridge. It was, I was telling the story of um, sexual harassment in public spaces, but it was more exper video experimental. It was an experimental video. And so I'll be installing the projects in Lagos here, in Lagos, Nigeria, in um, October of this year. So definitely something you can look forward to. For people that are not in Nigeria, I'll definitely do a live stream of the project and they can join in then. Hopefully CCIJ okay, will share a, a newsletter for me then. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you, Nengi. No problem. Thank you. Well, on that note, we come to the end of Transparency Talks, a podcast from the Center for Collaborative Investigative Journalism, CCIJ. This is a podcast that focuses on issues of truth, transparency, trust, and the people within the CCIJ community. And uh, we normally speak to journalists from different parts of the world. This has been Winston Male. Take care. <laughs>